Previously on the No Mercy Podcast. Ralric and Chest are in Vivimar, awaiting Ralric's trial. Ralric sneaks up to Nicholas Bumblesnatch's room, who is going to be a key witness against Ralric. Nicholas is lying to get Ralric convicted as payback for the torment Ralric put Nicholas through. Ralric, in his discussions with Nicholas, asks Nicholas to think of Annalise. Um, how do you think she'd feel about you perpetuating a lie that would cause someone else great harm? Uh, give one last persuasion check. Come on, baby. Ten. I think this is something I'm going to have to think on a little bit. I don't think I can give you an answer right now. That's okay. Just think about who's making this promise to you. Because he is very untrustworthy. And will double-cross pretty much anybody for personal gain. You and I both know that was Bobby Sr. up on that dragon. With my bow. You don't have to admit it. You don't have to say it out loud. But we both know that. While this is all happening in Nicholas's room, Chest is trying to distract a guard so that Ralric can get back without being caught. Okay, Chest kind of panics and he's like, uh, well, here goes nothing. And he he just yells like, like, ah, and slams his head into the wall again. He's hoping <laughs> some, something useful is going to happen here. Do you just like a strength roll? Uh, 14. Your head hits the wall. He comes back downstairs and he looks at you. Excuse me, sir. Please go sit off to the side here. He's like, something just ran by or something. I don't fucking know. This place is scary. Give a deception check. A mod 20. Chest is kind of like stumbling up the stairs, trying to draw him away from relic and it's like i think like i think i saw something go this way i'm gonna i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get this guy and just start like kind of staggering off like up the stairs and away relic eventually sneaks back into his cell and the king eventually comes down to the cells to see the lightning scars along the walls he remarked how he hadn't seen anything like this since kiyothi which chess perked up for as that is chess mother the king let Chess know that if Chess helps Elftown, the king will help Chess find Kiyothi. The king eventually leaves, and the cell is locked up for the night, with Ralric and Chess inside. Bobby Sr. approaches the cell and talks to a third person in the cell, Marianne Wallace. Sometimes you gotta go to a plan B. Marianne, it's time. She now kind of just snaps to her feet. Starts grabbing the bars, and you hear Bobby Sr. say, Good luck, boys. He starts to walk away, and she starts bashing her head against the bars, bashing her head against the bars, bashing a third time, until the fourth time she bashes, and her head squeezes through the bars. What? And she slaps her hands against the sides of the cave and starts pushing, and her body just continues to slide through this kind of watery, bloody substance comes out of her body and starts to coil up almost like a snake. And you see in the water where eyes would be and almost like a toothy grin. And it immediately starts to fly at you. And that's where we'll end for today. Now, let's jump into this episode of the No Mercy Podcast.
So last time you had seen Bobby Sr. at the door of the, the holding cell kind of talk through and mention that in case the star witness didn't follow through in Nicholas Bumblesnatch, he was using this as a backup plan and he turned to Marianne Wallace to go get him and she squeezed her way through the bars of the cell just an inch or two thick and uh, as she got through from inside her chest kind of this almost like a trail of bloody water kind of flowed out of her out of her chest she flew her arms and head backward and this watery demony creature came out kind of coiled like a snake and you could almost see facial features at the top of this snake-like creature and then it lunged to attack so let's go ahead and roll for initiative all right that would be a seven plus one eight it's been a long time since i've <laughs> right rolled rolled anything for initiative 19 all right i had gotten everything ready except for my dice all right <laughs> so we had ralric was 19 mm-hmm. and chest was eight I'm going to... So I'm not going to do a surprise round because it wasn't that super fast, but I'm going to give this creature initiative or advantage on initiative. Okay. Because you were not expecting a watery creature to fly out at you. Yeah. So watery creature will go first. Okay. Tyler, can you remind me, do we have... If I remember correctly, both of us put our set our weapons down like right in the corner of this room. So right now you're about 20 feet away from this creature and about 20 feet away from your weapons. So you're like halfway in between. Okay. And Relic doesn't have his bow. Correct. But otherwise we have all our stuff. Yeah, he still has a spear. Okay. He sometimes uses. Okay. All right. So the creature kind of lurches and moves from side to side and looks at you both kind of looking from Relic to chest and then focuses on Ralric and kind of rushes forward and tries to wrap itself around Ralric. So Ralric, I'm going to need you to do a dexterity saving throw. Righto. Saving throws. Wriggle. Wriggle like you've never wriggled before. I got good dexterity. Um, plus seven, 18. All right. So as the creature kind of swarms at you, it tries to wrap itself around you, but you were quick enough to see it coming that as it wraps you kind of step through one of the parts of the coil and step outside of it and are able to avoid being grappled so next up is Ralric. it's your turn so you're engaged with the creature 
I would say chest, you're probably engaged with it right now as well. Okay. Um, relative size of said creature? It would be uh, about the size of a person. Oh, that's large. Or, li- or a little smaller. <laughs> a big snake. Got it. Um, I'm at full HP, though. I haven't... I have not headbutted anything so far. Uh, I'm going to make a dash for my stuff. Risky dash. So it'll take an opportunity attack on you? Yeah, yeah. That is a 7 to hit. Negative. So you are able to dodge out of the attack, and in that moment you see an opening and try to rush away. It tries to uncoil itself to attack you, but can't do so fast enough um and so you slip right by and are able to go to your weapons which are 20 feet away okay well i'll dash over and grab my stuff which according to my sheet would still include a spear and a dagger yep so you have 20 feet back to the creature did we take our armor off uh during this whole thing too or no i don't think so okay for simplicity's sake. It's been so long since we fighted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For simplicity's sake, you had your armor on. Okay. I'm going to head back closer to the creature. Okay. So what's your movement speed? 35. So. Okay. So almost. you're five feet away. Yeah. yeah. I'll take a jab. Boy, I feel like we're trapped. I don't have much choice. I'm going to jab it with the spear. Does your spear have reach? Um, nope. So I don't think you'd be able to jab it. You said there was 20 feet away. No, he has, doesn't he have 35 movement? Well, yeah, I'm five feet away now. Right, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you'd be in the space next to it. It's been a while. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, spear boy. That would be a 13 to hit. You rear back with your spear... One, an item that you haven't used in a while you jab at it and kind of the force of the water seems to be so strong that as you try to hit it with a spear like the water kind of pushes your spear upward and it almost deflects it in a way so you miss with your spear attack anything else you'd like to do <laughs> with your bonus action I was looking at my spells it's been so long since I've used a spell so anything with a bonus action yeah, I'll cast Hunter's Mark. Okay. So you mark this target, have it uh, keenly in your focus for hopefully helping you land your next attack. All right, Chess, it is your turn. Okay. Um, so it's already used its reaction to try and attack um, Ralric, right? Yep. Okay, so I can... And it's you said 20 feet to my weapons? I'm... I have 30, but I think my um, glaive has reach. Just double check. Yeah, reach. So I'm going to run and grab my glaive and run back. And so I'm 10 feet away from it. Yep. And Chest is, first of all, going to yell to, like, while he's doing that, Ralic, what the hell is this thing? And, uh, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, the great axe is the other thing I have. I forgot I had that. That doesn't have reach, though. Okay, so yeah, we're going with the glaive. Yeah, so I yell that to Ralric, and then I'm going to make an attack action against it. 
And so first attack is a nat one. Lovely. Start to the fight. What would you like to do with that, Tyler? Um, roll me a d6. D6. Three. Um, you kind of get knocked off kilter. Okay. I didn't. I didn't do this for Ralric, so we'll just say that's. So I. I thought I was thinking it might be a bonus action or something for you to actually grab and pick up your weapons. Yeah. So I might take your hunter's mark back, Ralric. Okie dokie. So that you can grab grab the weapons. Oh yeah, I forgot. Okay. That's fine. And so. No bonus bonus action for just either just to grab the weapon weapons. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um for the Nat one, we'll just say you I'll say as you swing, it's kind of it kind of leans back so far away that you're trying to reach with the weapon and you kind of stumble forward. So if you have a, an extra action you can Okay. I'll say use that to regain your my footing your balance. Um, well, I have two attacks on my action, on my attack action. Okay. So second attack is to regain. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, we'll say that. Okay. Um, and and now you're within five feet. Okay. So you actually stumble forward, so and I, now you're engaged with it. I forgo I forego my second attack to regain footing, but am now in re- within but, reach. Yeah, can can still action surge if you if that was something that you yeah familiar. yeah I will definitely action surge and take another attack action against it and that one's better that is a fourteen plus a bunch nine you definitely hit okay um, and that's a d ten plus six it's been a while since I've done this that is two plus six is eight slashing. Okay. And it is magical since it's a plus plus one glaive. So eight slashing, you said? Yeah. And then my second attack is 19 plus nine. Yep. So 28. And that is a three plus six is nine. So you go with uh, the glaive. You try to attack it. You stumble forward, but that kind of gets you... To where you can better track kind of the side-to-side movements of the creature. Yeah. And with that, you action surge and get yourself prepared and kind of muscle out and freak out as you attack two more times. And this time you're able to get what you feel like is a really good uh, hit in okay. both times. And the creature definitely co- coils back and kind of rears back and does this weird cry for pain. Just... Okay. Um, and I forgot, is it, is it too late to add my combat superiority? I meant to do that. Go for it. Okay, so the first one's going to be a goading attack. Okay. And that's a, a two on the combat superiority, and it has to roll a wisdom save. It rolled oh, sorry. a... Uh, oh, I don't have... It would appear I don't have goading anymore. I'm, I must have made that change a while ago. Okay. Uh, sorry, so that'll be menacing. A bit, which is still a wisdom save. Okay. It rolled a seven. Okay, so that's a fail. So it is frightened of me until the next turn. Okay. And then... So it cannot move closer to you. It cannot... Yeah, I always forget. But And it doesn't have any weapons, right? Correct. So the second one will be a trip attack. Okay. 
uh, and that's another two damage, so another four total on top of the total set of damage. Okay. And it's... uh, If it's large or smaller, strength save or knocked prone. Okay. Disadvantage on ability and attack rolls while the source of its fear is in line of sight. Okay. And... Is it a strength? Yeah, strength. Strength! Strong Uh, man. Okay, uh... You try to potentially knock it down and as you're doing it you realize there really isn't a down for this thing <laughs> okay it's immune to being knocked prone okay cool all right is that your turn that is my turn yep all right next up it is the creature's turn it will look from ralric and then look back to uh you chest is kind of the real source of danger right now mm-hmm. and it's going to try to wrap itself around you so make a deck saving throw okay Oh boy, that's almost certainly a fail. Two plus what? Three! Okay, so just like I tried to do with Ralric, he was able to. It tried to coil around Ralric, but he was able to kind of step through as it coiled. You did not have uh, that fast of a reaction time to do so, so it does end up coiling around you. Mm-hmm. So you are currently grappled, meaning you cannot move. Okay. And currently, it. It's coiled up and wrapped up so much that it wrapped around your head and your face oh, gross. that you are unable to breathe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> um, on like, your turn, you can try to break free, but right as of this moment, you can't breathe. Okay. And do I know, like, is breaking free a strength thing or? Uh, yeah, it would be like breaking a grapple. Okay, grapple. Got it. So, Ralark, you. You dodge out of the way, and as you do, you turn back. You see Chess going in with uh, a couple hits, and then in that moment, the creature is able to wrap up this source of its fear and just silence it and kind of suffocate it. So now it is your turn. You can see that Chess seemingly is having a hard time to breathe, and it's almost hard to see because there's kind of the source of blood from Marianne inside this watery substance, but you can see that it's completely over his mouth and he's struggling. Jeez. Oh my god, chest. I'm gonna just run over there as fast as I can and without thinking much, grab this thing with my bare hands and try to wrestle it off of him. Okay. So we can try to do a contested check. I'm going so, towards his face, like trying to pull it away from chest's mouth. Yeah. I'm going to say we'll do contested athletics checks. Of course, going to try to hold on and you're trying to rip it off. Gotcha. Athletics. Oh, I have some of that. All right. So contested means what now? You do. What's your athletics? Disadvantage. It's plus four. Or go ahead and roll it. Okay. So that'd be a 17. Okay. So he got a 19. So... You try to rip it off, try to rip it off, you, you know, drop your your spear so that you can grab on with both hands here. I mean, unless you wanted to try one hand, but... No, um, both hands. I imagine you're trying to grab on both hands, trying to rip it off, and you're just struggling to do so. You can't really gain any, regain much of anything to grab onto, because it's kind of this water-like substance. So you're grabbing onto it, and then you think you have a hold of it, and then your hand just starts to slip through, and it comes right back to you. 
You just keep trying, but you can't actually get a hold of this creature. Next up, it is Chest's turn. And at the start of your turn, you feel kind of... Not just because you can't breathe. You still have, you know, a yeah. lung full of air right now. So you still have... A little bit. Yeah. Some time. But you feel like it's starting to almost drain you in a sense and okay. pull the life force from you. Okay. And so you take... Uh, 17 necrotic damage. Whoa! Alright. Uh, okay. Can I react to that? I think... I want to say it's like I have no idea if that counts as stiff as a reaction to damage. Yeah, stones endurance is what I'm talking about. Uh, sure. I'm just tensing up essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So I roll a d12 plus con. So I, oh, nice twelve. So I reduce by fifteen. All right. So you take two. All right. That's better. Okay. All right. So it is your turn and. Your turn is, oh me, yeah, and so. Oh, sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I'm think. I thinking because that happened. It was, yeah. All right. So do I? I can do a uh, like a contest the grapple essentially. Yeah. So you can actually still attack mm-hmm. if you wanted to. I'd probably give you disadvantage because you're basically sharing the same space, so it's yeah. hard to attack. Yeah. Or you can try to break free. Breaking free is like a strength contest or athletics or what? Uh, strength, yeah. Okay. Or athletics. Athletics or acrobatics. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll try to break free. That's a lot of damage that it gave me there. Okay. So I, Roll a athletics or acrobatics check. Uh, okay, I'll do acrobatics. That is a 12 plus... Sorry, not acrobatics. Athletics is what I meant. 12 plus 8, mod 20. Okay, so as this creature does this draining bit of energy to you, you flex and almost push a lot of it out, and the creature doesn't really expect that. He, it almost expects the you to kind of crumple and wither a bit in response, and you don't as much as it expects. Okay. So its hold loosens in a spot. And you're able to reach and kind of rip apart the two sides super quickly. And as your hands start to go through the creature's body to, you know, lose that hold you had on it, you tumble out from the creature's grasp. Okay. And, yeah, his chest tumbles out. He's just like... It's in my mouth. It's in my mouth. Uh, and uh, I, <laughs> I'll use a bonus action to... Actually, I'm going to wait on the bonus action. That'll be it for me. Okay, next up is the creature, which will try to wrap around Ralric one more time. Oh. Mm, no. Is that a dex save? It was a dex. Yep. yep. Dexterity save. Mm-hmm. 18... Motherfucker. Again, you're able to, this time before it can even start to wrap around you, you dodge out of the way and it kind of whiffs on by. Not and today, snake boy. Chest sees him do it again. And he's like, yeah, don't try that weak sauce on my my wiggly boy here. <laughs> and now what it's going to do is uh, you both have an opportunity for an opportunity attack. Is it, it's retreating? 
Yeah. Yeah, chest will do so. Good, yes. Chest rolled a 12. Okay. That's a... <laughs> Does that hit? What did you roll, Tom? Or Robert? Sorry. I rolled a 10. So as it's retreating, you both try to attack at the same time, and chest your glaive kind of collides with Ralric's spear and they kind of knock each other out of the way <laughs> it slips towards the wall and it looks back at you the wall is about 20 feet away because so you're kind of in the center of this room Yeah. and it looks at the both of you and then it starts to climb or slide up the wall does it seem like it's trying to retreat from us um, or is it just does give it... an insight check 8 plus Zero? Eight. Looks like it's running away. Okay. <laughs> so it's about ten feet off the ground right now. Okay. And that is its turn. Okay, next up is Rauric. It's about okay. twenty feet away from you. Is it just up the wall and sitting there? Uh yeah. Or is For it now. Continuing to move away. For now. Okay. I've picked up my spear, which I assume was right near my feet ish. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So bonus action, pick that up. I'm going to pick that up and throw it, you dirty rotten snake. Go for it. <laughs> and that's going to be a 13. That does not hit. So no. you see the spear fly. It kind of clanks off the wall as it slithers out of the way and drops right below it. <laughs> Anything else? Damn it. Um, I actually have two attacks for action, which I forgot. But you just threw your weapons. <laughs> but I threw my weapon. Nope, I'm just. <laughs> I just read it. It's fine. Chuck my weapon, and no. Then I'm just gonna hold my dagger <laughs> and prepare in case it comes back down. Okay, so you take out your dagger uh, in response, mm-hmm. or with your extra action, say, or extra attack, we'll say. All right. Next up is chest. All right. Uh, chest will like having that thing off of him. And seeing it run back, he's like, he's like, hey, you started this thing, you, you coward, come back here. And he's going to run over to the wall. I've got reach, so I think I can attack it from the ground, even though it's 10 feet up. Yeah. So chest will sl- slash at it. Uh, first attack. Oh, that fell off the desk. Is a, fuck, are you kidding me, a natural one? So what do you do with that? Um, you, you lose. Hit your glaive off the wall. You get a little bit of vibration in your hands. Yeah. Just because this wall is hard to penetrate yep. unless you headbutt it. Yep. So roll a d4. D4. Okay. That's a four. Take four vibrating damage because you <laughs> charged head on, like going as hard as you could, not even really thinking yep. about what you're slamming your entire like, body against. <laughs> okay. Can so I do like, my... You almost have. You almost look like um, not just the weapon, but your face flies into the wall as well. Okay. So you like had a bit of a broken nose, and now it's like, oh crap! I'm gonna have to go see somebody about this. <laughs> this is gonna. If this doesn't heal right, it's gonna be like this forever. Uh, can I take my second attack, or is that yes? Okay. So I'm like reeling back, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's. Uh, 15 plus 9 is 24. Yep, definitely hits. Okay, uh, and that's a... Where'd it go? D10? D10. Where's my 10? 
three plus six is nine, and I will add a superiority dice to that. Um, seeing that it couldn't really be tripped before, uh, I will use... I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'll try a menacing attack again, I guess. So that's a D... I think I rolled a D6 last time I did my superiority dice, but it's supposed to be a D8. Uh, that's a five, so another five damage on top of that. So 14 damage? Yes, 14. What, what does mad- menacing attack do? Wisdom save or, or frightened. Okay, so you swing back, you hit the wall, vibrations go through your entire body, you kind of enrage, and just yelling at the top of your lungs at this creature, you swing as hard as you can, and you hit it, and then as you're yelling and staring up at this creature, all of a sudden, all the water just no longer has a bodily formation, and it just all falls into your face, into <laughs> your body. Just, so I'm soaking wet now? <laughs> Ew. And the creature collapses. Wait, so is... Into a pool of water. So is there anything left, or is there just a puddle of water on the ground? The There is the husk of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can give an investigation check on it. Okay. Three? <laughs> yeah. It, uh... That was the lady that was here when you came in, definitely. Okay. Chest... See, it's, like, dripping, and he looks over at Rowler, and he's like... Wait, hold on. Did we get it? Oh, did, I think. Did you get it in your mouth again? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gross. You spit it out. Watching this, Rowler could just look. You saw the creature have a formation, and then all of a sudden, whatever magic it was that was holding it together disappeared, and it just let looked like somebody dropped a bucket of water on top of Rowler. Top of chest. Or yeah, chest. Just. Splooshed right all over chest. Ugh. How's does that taste bad? Do you, you feel okay? Got beer on my pop filter. <laughs> um, um, I mean, it's kind of just water. I think it did not taste tasted pretty irony when it was in my mouth, though, like kind of bloody and gross. And uh, what was that thing, Rowerk? Was that? Like, uh, okay, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't even have a guess what that was. It's a, some kind of anamorph water snake thing. I don't actually know. Listen, I'm going to be honest. Rallark, I've seen water snakes before. That that wasn't no water snake. It's snake of water, I guess. Yeah, you, you're saying water snake. <laughs> I don't see water snake. <laughs> I don't know, man. You! Stop right there! Don't move, don't leave. Wait, you can't leave. Wait, hold on. And you see a guard at the window, and he looks flustered, and he looks in and sees the body on the ground. Yeah. Um, and you all standing there, and he just runs off. God damn it. Chest looks over at Ralric, and he's like, Well, this one's going to be hard to explain. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can't, um, we can't really go anywhere, though. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean... So on the ground is kind of just like someone's skin, like their bodysuit. Uh, Rallor can give an investigation check. Sure. Oh, what's my investigation? Oh, pretty good. Uh, ten. Uh, you inspect the body a little closer as the guard runs off, and you see that it almost looks super shriveled, as if a large percentage of the body is water, 
and you saw most of it come out. So it almost looks like a prune, pruned person in a way. Okay. Chest uh, looks at Ralark and he's like, Elves know about this sort of weird shit, right? It's not just us dealing with this. Um, this, well, this is a new kind of creature for me. I don't, I don't know what that thing was or is. Um, or do I? I don't, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Are you sure? Maybe <laughs> maybe you should check your um, brain. Memory. Give a just straight intelligence check. Uh-huh. <laughs> Four. Four. Nice. Nope. No fucking clue. Four plus zero. <laughs> We're really good at rolling. For a no idea. Um, alright, so Chest is just kind of looking at it and looking at Ralark and he's like, God damn it. Well, Bobby Sr. is really fucking annoying. Yeah. Like, he's he's putting so much shit in our lives and I just want to, like, go do my thing. And he just keeps, like, getting in the way, murdering people, putting water things on us. Do you think we could, like, Wait, Relic, do you have to poop by any chance? Uh, not not this minute. I'm think, I'm I'm thinking like poop in a bag kind of thing. Leave on his doorstep. Did you guys do? Uh, he rustling in in the hallway. Did you guys do that in the forest? No, not really. We we skip the bag part. We usually just poop right on them or on oh. their doorstep. Man, hardcore. Uh, and Chest hears the sound up there, and he's like, "All right, well, I guess." Best just to explain to him what happened. Yeah, I mean, just tell the truth, right? We were we were just locked in here, and then this thing came at us. Yeah, just just sits down and uh, puts his weapon back in the corner, and just sits and leans back, and he's like, "All right, well, see what happens." God, we gotta kill this guy so bad. All right. So <laughs> you hear the shuffling grow louder and louder and louder until. Uh, it stops in front of the door, and then the door quickly opens after you hear some jangling of some keys. And as this person walks in, you see that it is a female elf with short, spiked, jet black hair. Uh, she has many scars across her face. Her clothing is tarnished. The armor is well used, and there are thousands of stories that could be told by all the markings on her skin from tattoos to just gashes and scars. So, it's definitely been through a fight or two. Chest kind of perk, perks, chest perks up when he sees her, and he's like, ooh, this one looks tough. <laughs> she looks like a fighter. You, what happened here? Is she talking to... Me or Ralric or either of us? Just speaking into the room. Okay. She came up to the window, you said, Tyler? Uh, she opened the door. Oh, the door. All right. Wasn't there like a... Didn't, like, didn't King Shadowstep put like some barrier over the door? Yeah, I wrote that he sealed it off somehow. She's able to unseal it? You can ask her about it. But, well, I guess what I'm saying is, did she unseal the yes, door? Yes, yeah. Okay, she... The door is unsealed, that's all I'm wondering. Um... Chest looks up and he's like, you know, I wish I could tell you, you know, I wish I I wish I knew what happened. But what I can tell you is that lady that was in the cell over there squeezed through the bars like some 
water monster and then attacked us. So, we defended ourselves. A little husk thing is on the ground now. I don't know what the fuck it was, but uh, I gotta say, I don't appreciate being put in a cell with it. Yeah, it wrapped around my friend here's face and uh, got right into his mouth, which I don't believe he consented to. Yeah, did not, did not like that. All right, give a persuasion check. Which one? Both. Sure, both. Hmm. Well, that's a solid six from me. And mine is terrible. Nine. God damn it. Okay. Her eyes narrow a bit. She walks into the room and a couple of the guards that you see flanking her. She's like, no. Like, almost like they're trying to stop her. She just kind of brushes them off and walks forward. Uh, Walks past both of you, just locking eyes before walking past. And then kneels down towards the body. Mm Mm-hmm. Starts poking at it, touching different places, turning over arms and parts. Before her eyes look over to, towards the wall and look up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And she kind of looks looks around, looks back to the guards and says, You there, go get Unkin. And one of the guards shuffles off for a second. Chess looks at her and he's like, I don't suppose you can tell me what the hell that thing was. I think we're going to wait for the questions from you. First, we're going to sit here and wait for Unkin. Oh. Alright, that sounds fun, I guess. Jess just kind of leans up against the wall and closes his eyes. And she looks back to a couple of the other guards, motioning, showing that it's clear. They shouldn't be such scared dipshits. And a couple of them come into the room with weapons. And then after about ten minutes or so, you see or first hear them walking down the hall and then turning the corner and walking into the room is Unkin with a couple of other guards. And he locks eyes with both of you for a moment, stops, and starts to take in the scene. Okay, Chest is looking at Unkin. He looks at the guard and he's like, do you want me to tell him what happened? And she looks at you and looks at him and then gives you a quick head nod. Okay, Chest looks at Unkin and he's like, He's like, Uncan, I'm, hey man, sorry for disturbing you at this hour. Uh, we were just down here, and the lady in the cell across from us squeezed through the bars in like as some sort of watery form thing. It attacked us. It wrapped around my head. It got in my mouth. It was real gross. It was trying to kill us. So we uh, defended ourselves. It, it tried to climb up the wall over there. You can see I'm soaked, and I don't think there's any, like, showers down here, so, you know, there's that. Uh, I would I would be very interested to hear what the hell that thing was, because uh, i never seen anything like it. All right. Give another persuasion check. Just just, just this time. Ooh, nat 20. For a? Plus one, 21. Okay. But nat 20. Hell. So he looks at you, taking a bit aback, and then this unidentified woman looks at you as well, kind of seemingly more convinced this time by retelling the story, actually looking at, you know, the water on your body. And he walks up, he investigates the body. Uh, Okay. So he investigates the body, and he looks to the guard and he says, this 
this thing, this is a tracker. Tracker? A tracker? Yeah. Or a trucker. Tracker. I was, I'm forgetting Unkin's voice, so <laughs> I forgot to upload it from a last episode, a previous episode. It was kind of, uh... Yes. Dracula like or something like that. True. Transylvania. Yes, it is a tracker. Rarik, did you know this woman before before you came here? Um, I don't believe so. You knew who she was. Give... Hey, Tom, it's your memory. Mm, my memory didn't take notes that time. You, you're... <laughs> yeah, but like you just remembered her name. Yeah, Marianne Wallace, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, the name was familiar. Yeah. He puts his hand on your arm and says, Really, I would like you to think. Give a history check with advantage. Okay. History. Plus zero, 17. Okay, and that was with advantage? Yep. Cool. So, uh, you're like, Marianne Wallace, Marianne Wallace, you don't really think of her that much but then as he kind of puts his hand on your your arm you you all of a sudden go into this very clear calm meditative space and you think back marion wallace and you think back as you were kind of going to hang out with annalise and every once in a while you'd see marion wallace there the earliest memory was marianne trying to come up to talk to you and just you really brushing her off didn't want much to do with her you had your eyes set on one person and kind of just these different instances continue to add up and add up and you realize like she likely was interested in you but you didn't really pick up on it most of the time because you're focused on other things so there might have been like this you know it wasn't uh, a evil uh, obsession but like a small high school type mm-hmm. Marianne had a little crush on this old woody elf, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah. That's it's coming back to me now. We grew up together. I don't know if she was kind of friends with Annalise. Not really. Just kind of around. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. With that check, kind of friends with her. Not best friends, but they were friends. Yeah. But seemed to not hang out as much afterwards, though. Hmm. Ah, yes. She was around enough so that I should have remembered sooner than now, but it's now it's all coming back to me. Uh, so, this Marianne, who was she to you? Uh, was she, uh, nobody really, just an acquaintance. Somebody that I grew up with who was kind of friends with some of my friends and just around. I didn't feel like she was at least mildly interested in getting to know me more, and I never really gave her any chance to do so just kind of always brushed her off give me one more history check with advantage as he said is there anything else 16 so as he as he kind of reinvigorates you you think and you dig a little deeper you notice that as she started to hang out with Annalise a lot less you started to see her around with Bobby Sr. a bit more oh great Yes, uh, it's it, more of it's coming back to me now, Unkin. As I continued to ignore Marianne, she's seemed to become closer and closer with Bobby Sr. And they became better friends at the time. Not sure if they still are, <laughs> but this is starting to add up a little bit. This is 
definitely troubling. Uh, why? Antoinette, do you do you know of the the tracker? She nods and she says, "Yes, I've uh, heard of it, but I've never seen one." Uh, jeez, if I remember right, uh, shit, I rolled a one. I don't remember anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> tracker, yeah, but sorry, uh, Unkin, it's I don't normally get flustered, but in your presence, uh, it's it's hard to recall answers on the spot like that. Yes, uh, I understand, but please, you need not treat me like that. Anyway, a, a slithering tracker, as they're called, they usually are born out of vengeance or spite of someone, and that causes them to give their soul over to whoever creates them. And this creature, this watery, deathly creature, comes out of its carcass draining all of its life force, and attacking until the one it seeks is dead. Yikes, and how... Why exactly was she in the cell in the first place? Uh, Unkin, it was for cannibalism, sir. She just seemed to snap recently, and she was actually seen down near Elftown. And you captured her there? She was... One of the only people that came back. Actually, now that I think of it, maybe the only person that came back. But I mean, anybody who saw uh, a potential massacre, that's all she kept saying. Massacre, massacre, massacre. Anybody who saw that must... Uh, none of us thought that this would happen. How could you? May I ask, was, was there not at least one other elf that came back? Perhaps by the name of Bobby Sr.? He he was not there that day, no. Says who? He he was off to the east on some other some other mission. Mm. Did he say that? And she kinda looks up at Unkin and he thinks for a second. I really think that this is a question that should be saved for the morning. But it would be wise of you, Ralric, to gather your thoughts and put the pieces together. This potentially seems to be one of those pieces mm-hmm. but for now this is still these are still prisoners until their trial we won't be entertaining this any longer let me just double check the perimeter make sure there is uh, nothing wrong and we will triple the guard duty tonight these two will be the only people inside and so Unkin starts to inspect the room they all kind of start to ignore you now. A couple of the guards grab the body and start um, dragging it out. And then what seems to be the captain of the guard, she walks out and she starts giving orders to some of the other people. And after a few minutes, Unkin leaves, just kind of gives you each a nod before heading out. And Antoinette seems to station multiple guards outside of the door. The field goes back above it, and then Unkin seems to place some other second field above that one. And two guards are stationed at the door looking in. And you notice that they go in shifts, but there's always somebody watching. Okay. Well, Chest is kind of, at this point, he's tired of this shit and is just kind of trying his best to lay, lay back and sleep. He's not particularly concerned. Uh, at least about, I should, I guess I should say about his safety. He's definitely antsy about the trial in the morning. Yeah, so am I. And I'm, I'm just sitting thinking, trying to collect more thoughts. 
It just doesn't this all seem extremely suspicious now? Well, as my memory becomes more clear, this Marianne and Bobby Sr. could have been in league with each other for a lot longer than we realize. Planning this whole coup against me. Um, Chest opens his eyes and he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe, but it kind of seems like Bobby Sr. is just a dick and this is just another addition to his list of dickatories. Well, yeah, and it seems like he leveraged Marianne's insecurity. You know, maybe she felt rejected by me or whatever. Leveraged that to weaponize her body. Yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense, but I mean, how many people were you dicks to, Ralark, when you were little? Well, probably a lot. You know, thinking back. But like, mildly dickish. I feel like Maybe all the elves are just a bunch of snowflakes. <laughs> and Chest uh, is looking at him. He's like, "Well, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think Bumblesnatch is going to do? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's not stupid. So hopefully, he was listening to me when I said that Bobby Senior can't bring Annalise back. Not her personality. Yeah, like just her body. Sure, that's whatever." It's not going to be what he wants. I don't think Chest has told Rylark everything he knew about the conver- like everything about the conversation with the king yet. Maybe he did. I can't remember. But he's he looks at Rylark and he's like, "The king asked me to go. Like he said, after this trial, he'd want me to go to Elf Town and kill like kill any monsters that were still there. And I'm you know I'm happy to do that. But how do we?" How do we convince the king that Bobby Sr. is behind this? I mean, it kind of seems like he's slithered his way in with the king. And, you know, I kind of like telling someone their wife sucks or their, their husband sucks, you know. They're not going to not gonna like hearing it. True. I, I'm wondering if he's... You think Bobby Sr.'s got enough magic to be able to have the king under his spell somehow? Like, like he has him charmed in some way, or... Well, he did send me to a ball pit dimension. I don't know, I don't know how easy that is to do magic-wise, but seems no one else had ever done that before, so that seems like pretty good magic. I don't know, it just seems like all, all these people, you know, the king seems very discerning in general, but... Yeah. For some reason, not when it comes to Bobby Sr., feels like there might be some some kind of magic in play um did did Duncan say he was gonna be at the trial tomorrow just not participating in it correct he was there but he'll, not. he'll be there but he's not giving input or voice um chest chest looks at Rallark and he's like I wonder if we can I mean Marianne tried to attack us and she was under the influence of whatever that thing was a tracker i guess i wonder like does magic leave traces or anything like could someone could someone look at that tracer body and see who who was fiddling with her who was messing around i don't know because <laughs> not super magical myself well i don't know you got that like arrow you drop on people and make them take more damage i do you know a little about magic, but 
I don't know, it just seems like they ought to be able to look at this and, and see that Bobby Sr. sent it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, do I know how to do that kind of stuff, Tyler? I don't think you do. I don't really do know. What? Yeah, I don't really know how to check for magic. I think, but I think it is a thing that somebody people can do. Yeah. Or people know magic can do. Chest closes his eyes again and lays lays back, and you see, kind of, he's like, kind of like, you know, fidgeting a lot. And he opens his eyes again, and he's like, "Raller, can you think of anything that proves you weren't in Elf Town? Like, some sort of maybe someone else saw you when you were in that in the cage. What about Dopa? Yeah, uh, Dopa." allegedly knows where we've been for a lot of this journey, right? Because the little Dolpa Tracker ball. Yeah, I wonder if, like, I guess it's we probably should have asked for him to come in you know, in the past, but maybe Dolpa can come and, like, tell them about your little tracker thing and maybe they can see, like, that they were close around the time that uh, that they're talking about here. Hmm. A hard time remembering all the dopal interactions here. When we were in the cart, he, like, snuck up to the cart at one point, and, like, I think he slipped you a letter or something like that. Mm. Yeah, Dopal yeah, was the one that warned me about the posters. Yeah, I think the posters... But he, he also stopped by while we were in the cart, which I think is when Bobby Sr. was doing this shit. So I wonder if he could, like, just tell him, yeah, I saw Ralark, he was in a cart. <laughs> He wasn't on Dragon. Plus, Dolpa's... Dolpa's pretty good. He's a bird. He didn't... I don't know. Do birds lie? I don't think birds lie. Mm. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> yep. Chess uh, leans back and he's like, Ralark, I... I'm really not sure, but I hope... I hope we got enough tomorrow. And, um... Chess is gonna lay back and... If Ralark falls asleep before Chess... He'll do something, but if not, he won't. Okay. Ralik, are you well, staying up or are you going to try to go to sleep once you see Chester's room? I'm sitting back trying to think and probably just trancing off into my Elfy trance. Okay. Chess, you can go ahead and do your thing. Okay. Ch- see, like, at some point, Chess would open his eyes and see Ralik, like, in his trance, and so he would... He would just kind of, like, close his eyes but not to go back to sleep and then just kind of talk to himself a little bit and say, Cord, I think I'm maybe starting to get a hang of this a little bit, but thanks for helping out earlier. I'm pretty sure it was you that, you know, spread the thunder marks on the, the tree there, and that that helped a lot with Ralric, you know, being able to go talk to Bumbles, Nicholas Bumblesnatch. And... Anyway, I... I, I think I'm starting to understand what you mean by adapt, because, you know, we that whole situation I kind of solved. I guess, well, I, I guess I sort of fought the tree, but I was going to say without fighting. I didn't fight someone else, you know. I I thought of some other thing to do. And now i got to think of some other thing to do for tomorrow at the trial, and I I don't really know how to convince him that Ralark wasn't there. I mean, dope us, but I don't know who they'll believe. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to say thanks. That's all. Uh, so you trail off into your sleep. And as you are sleeping, Ralric, 
You don't really dream, but you feel like this hand on your shoulder. And it feels familiar and comforting, but like you just lost it for the past day or so. What do you mean, just lost it? Whatever this feeling was within the past day, that's when it became absent. Oh, I see. So someone or something is gone, and you didn't realize it until now when you feel kind of this hand on your shoulder again. Gotcha. So I've had that missing feeling, but... Yeah, you didn't realize it was missing until this point when you feel that hand on your shoulder. You feel like reconnected. Then you wake up, and you both have time to continue to discuss and think as you stay in the cell and eat through breakfast. They come in, serve you. You maybe try to ask questions. They don't answer anything except to let you know that the trial will be this evening. Oh, we have to wait till the evening? You eat breakfast. You eat lunch. Anything happening during this time? A lot of rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) Well, two to three hours of me explaining how to play the game (laughs) to chest and then... You know, maybe three or four successful rounds. Chess, chess picks rock every single time. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> he's like, and even if you take pa- take paper, he's like, yeah, I win. I mean, show me a world where paper beats a rock. Don't give me that shit, Relic. All right. It's actually a pretty good argument. You called it. <laughs> it didn't take you that long. It only took about an hour for you to teach the rules to chest and it wasn't because of your teaching it was because chess realized he played a game as a youth called boulder parchment shears <laughs> <laughs> boulder always won obviously parchment's weak <laughs> but, but many many goliaths didn't know that and so they just randomly picked yeah. <laughs> things oh boulder wins again yeah you had a slightly different rule set because boulder actually did always win when you played <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, otherwise, um, I don't know, Chess would kind of just be, like, pacing throughout the day and, like, thinking, you know, every once in a while he, he might take a break to just to, to chat with Ralric or ask, like, hey, Ralric, you want to do some push-ups or you want to do some, you want to do some quick sparring or something just because he's feeling antsy, but otherwise he doesn't really know what to do. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the the feeling. It just when I was um, drifting off to sleep last night, I felt kind of a hand on my shoulder. Oh, that wasn't me. I was sleeping. No, no, I I know it wasn't real. It was just a feeling. Oh, okay. And it kind of re- reminded me of that I've been missing something lately. Uh. And I I didn't realize it until I felt the hand. What, like missing what? hands on your shoulders you want me to touch like you need more shoulder rubs or something no i mean well not no but not right now (laughs) (laughs) uh no like i've been missing a person or a feeling i don't know if it's because tirvanas isn't with me or um yeah that's right i mean i guess the king's got your bow you know maybe annalise not sure. Chess looks at him and he's just like, I mean, what, like, you've been missing something since when? Well, I don't know. It just, just the last day or so, I think. 
Oh, I get. I mean, you gave your gave your bow away like a day or day ago, so that would make sense that you're missing Tirvanus. Yeah, or maybe um, maybe Corellon. Did you give Corellon away a day ago? No, I just I don't know. Maybe I've lost touch with the elf creator. Do you? Maybe this sounds weird, but do you talk to those people? Uh, sorry, those gods? Gods. Yeah. Like, do you... I mean... Because you told me, like, sometimes you t- you do... T- those you, you and the little folks do, like, talks to your gods. Yeah, it's usually through Tirvanas. I see. Oh, and since you gave Tirvanas away, you can't talk to Tirvanas or Corellon? I guess. Well... I don't even... not sure what I would say. Well... I don't know. I mean, the king's got your bow. Surely that's, like, does your bow talk to other people? Um, not that I'm aware of. I mean, Bobby Sr. did have it for a while. Do you think the bow could tell could tell that to the king? I, I would think so, yeah. So maybe, maybe Tirvanas could recollect where it's been for everyone, but I don't know. It can't talk for itself. It kind of just talks... To me. Huh. I don't know uh, if it could talk to somebody else to verify so that they'd believe me. They're not going to believe me if I'm saying it. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, I wonder. I mean, if your dream, if you felt like a hand on your shoulder, maybe it means. Maybe it means Corellon's there. Or, you know, um, Tirvanus is there hanging out with you. Because. I, I don't know if it's the same thing, but, you know, I've been getting all these things where, like, I hear a sound and it sounds like thunder, and then I sound relaxed, and, I don't know, seems like it's related to Cord, because maybe, uh, maybe that's how he does things. Maybe shoulder touches is how Torellan does things. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, what the king said, you have to go f- to Elftown and finish killing the monsters or demons that's there? Mm-hmm. What was that about? I'm not really sure. I mean, I was asking if he could help me find find my mom, and he said yeah, but, you know, he wanted me to help him go clear out the monsters and other things in Elftown. I don't really know what he's, like, what's there. If, like, maybe Bobby Sr. resurrected a bunch of things? Yeah, I thought, I'm not really sure. I thought he was mostly just using Talamite to burn the place down. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's all I, that's all I kind of knew about too. But anyway, I'm I'm happy to help go fight. It's just, you know, the thing he said that kind of worried me was, you know, the only question is whether you're going alone or whether you're going with Ralric. You know, I'm not. If they find you guilty or something like that, which you know they they ain't gonna do that. But you know, I wouldn't help them if if that was the case. Mm. I don't know. We'll have to bring it up when we get in front of everybody maybe that'll help prove our case somehow if we're willing to help yeah I don't know as you say that after lunch here mid afternoon you'd guess you see the female guard from the previous night the one that looked battled and decorated she goes up to the door the spells seem to dissipate she opens the door and she says alright it's time let's go and you notice her and she's 
uh, a bit more decorated now. She has different medals on her clothing. Not wearing the tar- tarnished clothes anymore. It's a bit more pristine at this point in time. Okay. Um, just as she opens the door, just looks, sees that, and he's like, he's like, oh, um, ma'am, do I need like any fancier clothes for this thing? I just got what I'm wearing, so that'll do. Okay. Well, that's good, I guess. Shooks to Rallark and says, "You ready?" I guess I don't have a choice. All right. She kind of head nods to you to start following her. Okay, here we go. And as you start going, you leave the room. You have uh, about four guards in front of you, six guards behind you, uh, as the pair of you are walking off. And you kind of realize why you're allowed to have your weapons with you all this time as five minutes pass, ten minutes pass, fifteen minutes pass. 20 minutes pass until you finally get to your destination and you're continually weaving through different hallways to eventually get there and as you do you notice that this is a throne room and as you enter the throne room you realize how low the ceilings were from whence you came as this almost reminds you of a cathedral except with earth tone colors Carved into the tree are stories of elves throughout the years, from about 10 feet off the ground, scaling up to 50 feet in the air. The sides of the chambers have lines of elevated seating, filled with mostly elves, dressed well, silent, only their heads moving, walking on, locked on you as you proceed into the room. Where you might expect to be pews of a cathedral is instead empty space, And as you step, the sound reverberates throughout the room, allowing anyone, no matter the seat, to hear the proceedings and hear what is happening. To the right of this empty space is a single seat, so straight ahead towards the back and to the right. The center, there is a single lectern. I'm sorry, the the single seat wasn't towards the back, it was towards the center, yeah. Um, There's also a single lectern a little bit in front of it. To the left, you see witnesses currently seated, several, or or most of them, you recognize, Ralric, and Chess, you as well. Straight ahead, up a set of shallow semicircle steps, is the throne, with the king seated in his armor. Tirvanis bow is currently at his side. To his left is Unkin, somehow with a different haircut pattern than the day before. To the king's right is Bobby Sr., digging his nails into his chair. Uh, The back of the chamber looks to go to other rooms, and the walls directly to the king's left and right look to be open and go to the outside with guards standing at the ready. In all, there are about a thousand people in this chamber and an additional 50 guards beyond the the 10 that walked you in. That's a lot of people. As you enter the room, the king stands up and he says, It... It's time to find out what happened to our people. And his voice booms throughout this chamber. Even though uh, he spoke very quiet, it booms and reverberates and echoes. And it's almost haunting in a way, and it just sits there for a moment. And as the guard motions chest to go over to the side to take a seat, and Ralric to take that single chair up to the front, not far from the lectern, that's where we'll end for tonight. So you're saying run 
Probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> Got it. You know what I think? I I know exactly what needs to happen. You need, what's his name, Bobby Cochran or something like that? Chewbacca defense. Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran. The the bow the bow does not fit. You must acquit. <laughs> Why would an elf, a six foot four elf, hang out with a bunch of three foot ten gnomes? That don't make sense. <laughs> Welcome to DM Thoughts with Tyler. This one was just another setup episode as we started heading towards the trial, and there's this little road bump in the way. The you know minor attempted assassination of Ralric. But everything turned out just fine. And the next episode coming up will be The Trial, which is going to be really cool, I think, to be able to listen to. And unfortunately, for that episode, I guess from my listening perspective, I used a lot of physical set pieces, which not great for an audio medium, but was able to make everything I feel seem a bit more real so i'm excited for that episode to come out next and we'll see you next time as we jump back over to pip and funky so thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode of the no mercy podcast